This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3251 for Monday the 18th of January 2021. Today's show is entitled, Opposing News on Alcohol. It is hosted by Windigo, and is about 31 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Windigo and Mrs. Honeyhue discuss their views on alcohol. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello, Hacker Public Radio. This is Windigo, and I'm with... Mrs. Honeyhume. And we're going to talk about how we can't agree on things. Actually, we're going to be talking about how we have very different opinions on certain subjects, uh, many of which, but today we're going to talk about alcohol in particular. Uh, Would you like to state your position for the record? I am pro-alcohol. That sounds awful. Do you want to elaborate a little bit? <laughs> I believe you should be able to partake in libations responsibly. That sounds better. Um, and I think alcohol is pants. I hate it. I don't understand why anyone would drink it or imbibe it or whatever. Um, I understand like it has practical uses, and I understand the process of making it sounds fun. Uh, I have no, no qualms about making alcohol. But I have never, um, never been drunk, never really drank, uh, just abstain in every form. I have not. <laughs> I have been drunk, and I drink alcohol mm-hmm. periodically. Yeah, and just so we're clear, like, we are opposite ends of the, like, viewpoint spectrum but you don't... No, I'm not an alcoholic. You're not, a, you're not an alcoholic. You rarely drink. Now, yes. <laughs> but, you know, in college. Yeah, like you've lived. Every weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes on Thursdays. <laughs> Sometimes on Thursdays. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or not, um, but it doesn't sound bad. It's normal. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen you inebriate, and that's another thing. I don't only dislike drinking or getting drunk myself. I am not fond of inebriated people or people imbibing near me. It's just just the whole thing, the whole circumstance, I dislike. But that's also because you haven't been in it. You haven't felt it. And the freedom and liberation, I guess, that comes with liquid courage, if you will. Yeah. Well, that, none of that appeals to me. I don't feel like I need any extra freedom, like, chemically induced. I feel perfectly free as it is. I don't need any alterations to my personality or my perceptions. You don't think it would help with, like, social anxiety or social situations to kind of have an edge taken off? 
Maybe. It also might help me kill a man. It doesn't mean I'm looking for that kind of edge. I'm not saying to get wasted and kill someone. I'm no, saying... that was a facetious, like, extreme example for sure. I'm saying to have a drink and enjoy that beverage and its delicious flavors and the little bit of, like, warmness you get in your cheeks mm-hmm. and that little bit of, like, I can do almost anything because it is good. Well, so, except for that last point, this is another uh, thing that baffles me. None of those are related to alcohol except for the dropping of your inhibitions. And that part, I hate. I hate the thought that I could drink a beverage and all of a sudden I'm okay with doing something that's stone-cold sober I would not ever do. Like dancing. (laughs) Stay tuned, Hacker Public Radio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's and you're right. Maybe I would be more interested in dancing if I was drunk. Maybe. Um I just I don't know. None of that appeals to me. I don't want my inhibitions lowered. I have taken a lifetime to raise them exactly where they are. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also missing out on flavors. Kind of. They have um, non-alcoholic drinks. And often people will say, you have to try this alcoholic drink. It tastes just like this non-alcoholic thing that you like. It's like, I'll just eat a, I don't know, I don't. I have no examples right now. I'll eat a s'more if they had a s'more drink. I don't know if they have a s'more drink. But like wine, there's nothing else that tastes quite like wine. Mm-hmm. Like we drink... Um, sparkling apple cider and we've had sparkling grape juice and they're very good yeah but, but they're, they're fruity. not but they're fruity they're not the same as having a wine mm-hmm. and i feel like that's or rum you know there's i love a spiced rum <laughs> and there is nothing else that tastes even remotely close to that so i suppose i know um my grandmother makes rum balls and I love those mm-hmm. and up until a couple of years ago I was under the impression that she cooked the rum alcohol content out that might not be the case Mammy might have just been keeping the kids quiet at Christmas so you might have consumed alcohol without realizing it oh I've, I'm sure I've consumed alcohol before but I've never as to my knowledge I've never consumed alcohol to the point where it would have any of the fancy dancy effects that people seem to like like what, besides the rum balls, what else have you had? Um, this is going to be uh, super silly, but I have had a Kahlua and milk mixed drink oh. once. <laughs> when was this? It was on Christmas Eve with my mother. <laughs> How old were you? I, um, legally, I was 21. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I I don't remember when, but um, it was a long time ago, and um, it like I didn't feel any effects. I don't even remember how it tasted. It is a clue of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably it's just usually paired like, with chocolate. So it's like a okay. So it probably tastes like I was drinking a mocha or something. When it's paired with chocolate, it's a mudslide. When it's paired with um, I think half and half, it's a white Russian. Mm-hmm. Like in The Big Lebowski. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that was gluing. No, but yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. No, but it's like, I don't think coffee liqueur tastes like coffee. Okay. Like, it tastes like sugary sweet better than coffee flavor with, you know, some aftertaste. I guess. I, so, I don't know. It, it could be that there's this whole world of flavor that I'm missing out on. But I have coffee. I have all the other delicious foods out in the world. I don't think... And there's um, cooking wines and things. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I've had those flavors in meals, if not, like, just a glass. Maybe. Maybe you have. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've gotten inebriated. <laughs> and mm -hmm. being the age that we are, it's different when you're older. The hangover is much more intense and almost not worth it. Yeah. When you're young, you can kind of bounce back and go to work the next day. Mm -hmm. But when you get old, it's like you got to plan for the whole next day to be sick. Yeah. And that's not worth it anymore. No. And I'm so I'm sure that that's an experience when you're younger. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone would argue that I'm losing out by not getting plastered. No. <laughs> no. So I, I think our, our differences are just you feel that like on special occasions. Yeah. And um, when the moment strikes, you like to have a drink. Yes. And I have never had a point in time where I thought I wish I had a drink for this or well I think it's like a one of those activities where you come together and experience like when we taste test food you mm -hmm. know you taste the food I taste the food we experience it we have a different you know interpretation and some you like and some you don't and it's like that but in a different flavor profile alcohol Mm -hmm. And so it's like when you, it's like people go wine tasting, people go whiskey tasting and, yeah. and they develop a sense of understanding the subtleties and the mixes and the flavors and things like that. And it's like an experience that people do together. And that's not an experience that we have together. Yeah, that's true. We've never shared a drink. No. Um, and it, I do know that there are several people, there's some HBR contributors um, I have a coworker who's who loves whiskey and is very very particular about the I don't know how to describe anything so like mouthfeel is that a thing Yeah <laughs> He has um like flavor notes and all yeah. those fancy words um to describe the alcohols he enjoys I just I have no interest not not one bit Well and that's it is I think there's a bit of like like I had a glass of wine the other night and it was so good and I know that this is, tastes so good and this is a great experience and it's enhancing, you know, this evening. And you're not even going to try that or participate in that. Yeah. Uh, because it has alcohol in it. Mm -hmm. But like, that's like your line you won't cross. And, I, and I'm like, this wine is so good. You need to try this. You need to taste this. And you're like, nope. Mm -hmm. Well, a part of it, I think, is because I'm worried I will like it. That's because true. Because <laughs> I have a very addictive personality. That's true. And um, I drink 
you know, we make a pot of coffee a day, and you have a cup. I do. And I have the rest. Uh, I tried Minecraft once, ten years ago, and I've played it almost every single day since. And I have never played an online massively multiplayer game. Me either. Because I wouldn't stop. So I feel like there's a part of me that, that doesn't know if I would handle taking a drink. Like, a real drink and feeling yeah. the effects. It it's should just, be noted that I couldn't be with you if that happened. Like, I grew up with an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could not, like, live with one mm-hmm. again by choice. Um, so. Yeah, for sure. I support you. I just don't necessarily understand it. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not twisting my arm or anything. No. Um, and, and I should say not many people have. Like, there have been yes. people who have been baffled. And especially when I went to um, England for Og Camp, the yeah. first two, um, people were just downright perplexed that, that was a thing. Just like, just did not occur to people, um, which is fine. Like, but that's kind of the point of this is to understand each other. Oh well, it's you know it's Maybe in my else, head, so someone I don't out fully there is like, it. I get it. You know, I'm sure there's there's other people who just abstain from that from that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and some people have like genetic dispositions that they're worried about, and um, some people are allergic. Well, that's it. Um, D, if he has any alcohol because he had his liver replaced when he was so young, mm-hmm. he cannot. He cannot have it. Yeah. And when when you say young, it was when he was a baby. Yeah, right? when he was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't try drinking a lot. And then... No, no, no. He's <laughs> no. he's not even of age yet. Mm-hmm. But he knows in his mind that that is not anything that's going to be able to be part of his life. Yeah. Um, because of that. So there are people mm-hmm. that don't really have a choice. And speaking of of age, I often wonder if it's our culture in the U- in the U.S. Mm. Um, because the drinking age is twenty one. And it's something a lot of kids do as, as a rebellious phase in when they're in high school. Um, we had prohibition in our country That's for true. a long time where it was illegal to sell or... I don't know if it was illegal to drink alcohol, but it was definitely illegal to sell it. Yeah. So I wonder if I'm just reacting to those stigmas. Well, and when I was young, my parents would let us taste what they had Mm -hmm. and we were never interested in it because mostly it was beer and i don't drink beer as an adult i don't Mm -hmm. find any interest in it i know it's an acquired taste but i don't want to take the time to acquire it so i only drink the things that i think are tasty um and i didn't drink until i was 21 yeah i was a rule follower goody two shoes for sure i was like (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm it was wasn't worth the risk you know? Yeah. And now as an adult, I know that the brain isn't done like forming until at least 25. So introducing any substances that are not natural, such as, you know, drugs or alcohol before your brain is fully formed, you never know the lifelong like damage that that could do. That's true. Which is what I preach to my students because, you know, I try to tell that to them. Like you don't know the long-term effects of the things that you are choosing to do now. So, like, just don't do it. It's stupid. Yeah. No, part of it, part of me makes me question whether it was cultural or not. Like, um, if we were in Italy and wine was served at every meal 
for young and old alike, maybe you would be... No. Oh, like if if I was born in Italy yeah. and raised there. So I don't know, because um, alcohol was a big part of my family, and yeah. not like in a problematic way. I mean, sure, some of them, but... Um, and they, they make their own wine? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a very Italian family, and um, the Paris Gondolas, they make their own wine every summer. And I would love to go down and do that. And that's... <laughs> That's one of the best receptions to um, me not drinking that I've ever gotten. My mother was talking to our our cousin, and they said, um, "You should come down and make wine with us. Bring bring your son." And my mother said, "Oh, he doesn't drink." And they stopped for like maybe a split second and said, "Well, he's designated driver then." <laughs> <laughs> he- but you also don't. Enjoy being around inebriated people. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> um, and that might also be family-wise, because it, it, my family enjoyed drinking. My grandfather was a liquor distributor. Um, him and my grandmother always had a martini, and um, my mother, after he had passed away, realized that when she smelled her father, he had a very distinct smell, and it turned out that smell was gin. Yeah. <laughs> and she realized it afterwards. And he wasn't like, um, if he was drunk, it didn't affect him in any way that I could detect. He was, he was always just grandpa. It's interesting because I, because of growing up with an alcoholic, know that day after smell on people. Mm-hmm. Like I, if you had beer the night before, there's a certain smell that people have the next day. And it's like, I can tell what you were doing the other yes. night. And it, I don't think it's something that the average person could probably just pick up on. But if you're used to it, you know, like your mother in the gin, and it's just, <laughs> you just get it, you associate it, and you understand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I do not enjoy people when they are inebriated. And part of that was because I got mostly exposed when I was younger. Not in, like, you know, when I was a child, but... I was a teenager, and my friends were drinking, and um, everyone was being stupid. (laughs) And it just, um, there's a level of anxiety that comes up when I'm around people who are drunk because I don't know who they are anymore. Or what they're going to do. Yeah, I don't know what people are capable of. I hear that. And that, I think, I'm I'm very interested in control. I like to control my surroundings. (laughs) 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 Preaching to the choir a bit. Listen, I know how to relax sometimes, though. Mm -hmm. But no. There's this, okay, when drinking alcohol, there's this point, right? First, it's like, oh, this is good. And then there's the warm fuzzies. And then there's a tipping point when you're Mm -hmm. like, you feel really good and you can do anything. Um, And then you go over the hill and you get sloppy and you don't remember and you think you're talking quiet and you're actually talking loud or you know Mm -hmm. your speech is starting to slur and you don't necessarily realize it but there's this it's almost like a peak like you get up to this point when you're at that point it feels really good like that's when that level of like before you lose control i guess is really i don't know intoxicating <laughs> yeah. I none of that sounds appealing. Not not any of it. Okay. Well it also depends on who you are because there's like in my opinion, 
different kinds of drunks. You oh, know? for sure. There's angry drunks. There's happy drunks. There's the people that think they can dance. There's the people who suddenly love everybody, <laughs> you know? And, like, we played um, in college a lot of games. And it would seem I was getting better at the games um, when I was, like, getting up that peak almost, you know? I was, like, like I said, on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, feeling brave and, like, saying things to people and just super friendly. So, yeah, yeah there's different types of drunks. And it's funny that you mentioned that because... Um... I've slowly become more tolerant of being around people who have been drinking. And I think it's partially because all of the people I've been around have been more mature and maturing. Mm. But, you know, maybe I'm getting better. I don't know. Um, but the the first time that I realized I was getting better was when we were playing Settlers of Catan. And uh, our, would they be house guests? Our hosts? Our hosts were drinking and they were a husband and wife and um, the wife was very drunk and I did not realize it because this was the first time I had met her and um, you told me later how um, funny that was because she does not get that way around people Um, and the only thing that happened was she got very giggly and was very okay with trades and her husband was taking advantage of it because he's a monster (laughs) (laughs) yeah hey you want to trade me some lumber sure sure yeah no she's a happy like (laughs) congenial person Mm -hmm. anyway but especially when she has alcohol and she's not um she's a mother of three children and a special ed teacher and (laughs) not someone that lets go a lot because she's often taking care of others. Mm-hmm. So to see her that way, um, I, it was like maybe the second time I had ever seen her like that in my yeah. life. And I was like so surprised. I thought it was hilarious because I was like, I can't believe she let herself go like that. She had so much fun and it was a great time. Yeah. And it was really kind of cool to see. And then you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. I mean, she was obviously being very silly, but I yes. was, this is the first time I had met her. So. She could have just always been that way. No, she's a silly drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, some yeah. people get aggressive. I mean, everyone has their own reaction. Yeah, and for I sure. think that experience of getting inebriated and finding out that kind of side of yourself is, I don't know, I'm not saying it's essential. It's just something that I think rites of, rite of passage are almost, you know, that people go through. Nope. No thanks. <laughs> I <laughs> so as the person sitting inside of my head all the time, mm-hmm. I am perfectly okay keeping some doors closed. Like I don't like. What if I'm a vile, hateful, drunk person who just goes after people for no reason? I don't want to do that. But living in what ifs is like lame. I agree. <laughs> so, so let's shut that down right now. No. There's no what if. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you're in like a comfortable place with people that you trust, well, that's it. They would be the people I would not want to expose to that person. No thanks. I guess. I don't know. No, maybe if I was locked in a bunker by yourself. Or something. Sure. No, getting drunk by yourself is sad. 
I wouldn't be doing it every weekend or anything. Just a one-time experience. Yeah. I guess. If I, I don't like but You wouldn't idea. know how you were. We'd record it on a videotape that I could destroy later. Hmm. Nope. You don't have a concrete <laughs> bunker. Do you? No, but <laughs> someone out there might. They might offer it up at the end of this. And, uh... This is not what I thought was going to happen during this episode. <laughs> you brought it up. If we get, like, comments <laughs> offering an undisclosed location. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> yeah. No, I just think it's a piece of the puzzle. An experience to being an adult, I guess. Mm-hmm. That I feel like you're missing out on, and it's something that we don't get to participate in together. Yeah. Well, we've... So, we've had differences in opinions on experiences in general before. Like, I... More episodes. (laughs) More episodes. I argued that I didn't think live music was that big of a deal. Uh, And you have... You've pulled me over on that one. Yeah! (laughs) Okay. I was going to add to the list. No. We don't need a bigger list. (laughs) Oh, You're actually keeping a list. Yeah, it's a literal list. Uh, Mrs. Honeyhume just turned her iPhone around and showed me the list, and there's seven items on it, I think. (laughs) So, yeah, I thought that was a expression, but no, No. you have a text file. A literal text Mm -hmm. file, yes. So, yeah, scratch music, that's fine. Okay. Um, But, um, yeah, I don't think I value experiences as a whole as much as you do. I wonder if that's anything to do with, like, the senses. Oh, like, back to how you can you can smell when someone's been drunk because yeah. you just have a very heightened sense of smell, unfortunately for you. Yeah, but, like, and, and, and alcohol is an experience in flavor and in, like, it's a whole body thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and drinking just, you drink water, you drink coffee. Like, drinking feels like a natural okay. way. To get things in your body. So this is just a way to get something in your body that makes you feel mm-hmm. warm and fuzzy. Yeah, but I don't... I wouldn't... Like, the the method of getting it into me isn't what's holding me up. It's the reaction that yeah. your brain will have? It's the, the reaction it might have, yeah. I don't, like, I don't like the possibilities. I don't like what I've seen of certain people when they're drunk. Um, and some people are just fine when they're drunk, but... No, and especially my family has a very mixed possibilities. Like, you mentioned there are some people that get angry and some people that get friendly yeah. when they're drunk. There's, I have a pair of cousins who are brothers who are, one of, one of them is each of those. Um, and they're like Jekyll and Hyde. So that one of them's kind of rough and angry when he's sober and then is the nicest guy in the world when he drinks. And then one of them is the nicest guy in the world when he's sober, and uh, you get the picture. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I think this is just one of those things that's going to be agree to disagree. Oh, I would be very surprised if any of these episodes ends with, you know what, Mrs. Honeyhume, you're right. Or, <laughs> you know, Wendigo, you've got a point. No, I think this is We've just... We've been together 16 years. Yeah, these are the awkward bricks that fit together just right enough to make our foundation strong. 
I think that that friction keeps us interesting. You know, we're not, <laughs> yes. we, you know, we're not just personalities that are melding together. We have these things that are just, we feel strongly in one way or the other. And mm-hmm. I think that keeps, I don't know. Oh yeah. I think I'd be of the opinion that if we didn't have these differences, uh, one or both of us would get bored. I would. Yes. I don't know if I would get bored or if I feel like my personality would push over you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not someone who would have it the other way. Yeah. So. No, I could see that. Yeah. No, I like that you kind of bump up against my grain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which is good for the long term. Well, until I get aggravated, and then you laugh at my aggravated face. <laughs> that could and be that an makes me more in and of itself. Yeah. Is, is the fact that you're angry funny? <laughs> no, it is not. Tune you're laughing in next week. You're, you're laughing right now about it. It's not funny. Okay? Okay. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. So do we have anything else to talk about for alcohol? Um, <clears throat> don't drink and drive. Oh yeah. There's no question about that. I know, but. If, like, um, whether you like alcohol or not, do it responsibly, of course. Of course. Everything in moderation. Yeah. But no, seriously, don't drink and drive. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not worth it for you or others. Yeah. We can find you a concrete bunker if you want. Or like a taxi. Eh, sure. Yeah. Uber if you want. Oh, that's another thing. I don't drive. Yeah, so. that'll be another episode. <laughs> so I don't have any problems if I do drink alcohol. Yeah. There you go. Why I can't drink. I'm the eternal designated driver. Listen, I puked on a train once. Okay, public transportation is okay too. <laughs> Is there a warrant out in Boston that I should know about? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a real embarrassing night. That's another thing. Alcohol makes good stories. No. Yeah. It makes good bad stories. Okay, but yeah. Everyone loves telling a good, this time I got drunk story. I've got plenty of good stories about other people being drunk. There you go. There's another reason I don't drink. Because my friends that did drink got in a knife fight and ended up in my apartment at 2 in the morning. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm sure that the people of HPR have awesome stories of things that happened when they had alcohol. Yeah, and if they do, they should record them and send them in as an episode so I can listen to them. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd yeah. listen to all of them. Totally. And I would connect with them. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I've mm-hmm. been there. I've done that. Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you'd be like, this, this is stupid. Never. Never me. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have to say. It Um, is. Do you have anything you want to say in closing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's uh, the day after Christmas when we're recording this. I don't know when it will go out, but... I'm so uh, excited 2020 is coming to an end. Yes. If if ever I was going to drink, it was going to be this year. (laughs) But um, everybody have a good good New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve show if you make it. And we will see you later. Bye.
You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.